What's up? This is Brandon London, and you're listening to the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. You hear that? The Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. Let's go Giants. Good evening, Giants fans. Welcome back to the latest edition of the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. As always, in association with Andy's Man Club, it's okay to talk. Um, tonight, again, we're back 24 hours later, and it is a fuller house again um, for the second night in a row as we move forward to week 11 by taking a trip to FedEx Field, which is a place that we all seem to enjoy going to because the Giants have got a fairly good recent record there. So, you know, taking on the four and six commanders on Sunday evening. Are we looking forward to the game, guys? No. <laughs> nah. I'm, Don't I'm be so forward. defeatist. I'm looking forward to the tank. I told you I'm embracing it now. So, uh, yeah, nah, you know, it's going to be um, an interesting game. I think it might be a little bit similar to the way it was uh, just a few weeks ago. It might be a little bit tight, a little bit cagey. But, you know, we'll get into it all in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it's a six o'clock game, so it's, I don't know, it feels like ages since I sat down on a Sunday evening at six o'clock to watch us sort of um, in a relaxed environment. But um, no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, like, like we were talking about last night, just want to see some some positive football. You know, you don't have to win the game necessarily, but just show we have a bit of life in this and let's see these young players play. Yeah, I think that's what's key, isn't it? Um, it's evaluation time now, not just you know looking at where we're going to draft, but it's evaluation of the younger players that we've got um, on the roster. Who who's going to have to run the trial by fire? Who's going to you know they're, they're talking about the the cornerback wall or the rookie wall that Banks might be hitting right now, but I'd rather he hit it now and got past it than than struggled for a few seasons. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh... It's a very intriguing game coming up, and I think it will be very similar to uh, the Week 7 game. I mean, we're going to probably talk about that shortly anyway. Um, I think, it, yeah, it will be a very similar game to that. And looking forward to seeing some of these um, fringe players and seeing, you know, sort of evaluation of their performance. And, you know, also Tommy DeVito as well. You know, it's, he's his first start last week obviously wasn't great, but... You know, don't forget that we scored 17 points, um, which is the most we scored in a game in forever. So it's not all doom and gloom. Um, I'll say that it's 99.9% doom and gloom. But you know, it's it's there's a there's a slight slither of uh, positivity there, and I think we can uh, hopefully capitalise on that because this again, this Washington defense is there for the taking. Um, they're, they're nowhere near as good as the uh, the Dallas. Um, the Dallas defensive unit, so they're there for the taking. And you know, being four and six, it's not too unbelievable to think if we beat them on Sunday. Obviously, we're we're then only what half a game back because we have the we have the the head to head record in in the the fact we won both games against them. So yeah, it could it could sort of kickstart the second half of our season and and. You know, we've got some, like we said on 
last night we've got some winnable games coming up so yeah we're going to get into the game very shortly uh, as usual we'll be giving our predictions at the end of the show tonight so get your predictions in viewers and listeners um throw them into the comments and we'll put them up at the end of the show also drop in your comments and um questions as always we love the interaction we get from all you viewers and listeners um one of them being jamie evening mate and so, yeah, so get them in, get the predictions in, get your questions in, and uh, we'll get them answered throughout the pod. Um, as it is just over a week away until Black Friday, USA Sports have a huge site-wide sale on for Black Friday. And using the code BIGBLUE, you can get yourself 25% off your entire order. Remember to get over there all your American sports merch, even British sports merch, because they do uh, football jet, um Football shirts, rugby shirts, F1 gear, you name it, they do it. So get over there, get yourself some merch in, in time for Christmas. And uh, yeah, we're now less than a week away from our trip over the, across the pond um, as we head into New York City for Thanksgiving. And we're hoping to see as many people at Red's Bar on Saturday evening for some beers and some football talk and just a great night in general. If you're in the area, come down, have a drink with us. We will be there from seven o'clock onwards yeah 25th november next saturday evening we'll be at reds in well right next to uh midlife stadium how weird does All that right sound then. next saturday evening. yeah next saturday <laughs> night yeah we won't be partying we won't be partying you know in london we'll be partying in the states oh yeah <laughs> We're all looking forward to it, aren't we? Really, we were just saying before we went on air, like how mad is it that it is like less than a week now? You know, this time next week we'll all be there um, on the beers and, and having a good evening watching the, uh, the Thanksgiving games. So, mega looking forward to it. Yeah, let's talk Washington now. Then, so fresh off that very narrow defeat, really, against the Seahawks last <clears throat> weekend, the Commanders will no doubt be coming into this weekend with some confidence potentially especially after our result in dallas as well so you know kev how have they looked since we came up against them in week seven well yeah the the commanders washington they've um they played three games since their visit to metlife just over three weeks ago uh they started with a close fought game against the eagles which saw them start start well and lead the super bowl runners up at half time however five touchdowns in the second half Saw them lose thirty-eight to one. I mean, I, I, I was we were rooting for them so bad just to get those Eagles, but they just couldn't do it. And they, then they got themselves a twenty seventeen road victory against the Patriots, thanks to a game-winning interception from Jatavius Martin, the safety, um, after a late field goal from Joey Sly uh, had given them the lead. Um, and then finally, last week it was another loss as they fell twenty-six to twenty-nine uh, against the Seahawks, um, despite them. Despite tying the game with 52 seconds to go, Washington then gave up a 50 yards in five plays, allowing Jason Myers to kick a winning field goal as time expired. Uh, so they've had like you know a mixed bag the last few weeks. Uh, but just want to touch on Sam Howell as well. Like over the season, Sam Howell is is the league's passing leader, and he's he's leading the league with 2,783 yards. You know, 17 touchdowns, which is top five, but he's also got nine interceptions, which is top five. Uh, and he's also been sacked a league high 47 times. So my first question is to Craig. Um, will we see trigger-happy Sam Howell tear our secondary apart? Or, or do you think he'll give them uh, some inter- interception opportunities? And is this a chance to get our pass rush going again? 
I mean, for the pass rush going again, absolutely. Um, when you look at the offensive line um, that the commanders have, how many times Howell's already been sacked this season, it, it's it's kind of like if you're a team and you want to inject a little bit of confidence into your pass rush, just play us or the commanders. <laughs> like that's your easiest way of doing it because you're bound to get a few. So I'd like to say yes, we are we are going to inject it in the terms of Sam Howell though. Um, I think he's matured quite a lot in the three weeks. Um, he's he's really come on leaps and bounds. And whether that's down to play calling, I know that they made quite a big deal of last week how they attacked the Seahawks, not using their wide receivers to go deep, but sort of shorter shorter routes to their running backs. And their running backs had really, really strong performances in the receiving game. So I think they're starting to scheme to the quarterback, which is kind mm. of something that we need to do. Yeah, very much agree. I mean, it kind of like shows uh, with Sam Howell, just, um, is it just putting him out there, letting him sort of like um, go through his rookie mistakes, go through sort of like these trials and tribulations, and will he be a better QB coming out at the end of it? It'll be interesting to see. Um, but Shane, the last three games have been close. Uh, the Washington have been competitive on offense, but the defense has given up points, even against teams like the Patriots. How do you read our chances against the weaker defense they have at the moment? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you can see, I'm fully... fully All uh, aboard the tank. Yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, if we can't do it this week, we're not going to do it again. The only, the only other chance... I mean, I, look, I think there's two, two games on the schedule left that I feel confident that we could probably win. It's the next two weeks. It's the Washington game. It's the New England game. If we don't win one of those games, we, we, we probably won't win again the rest of the season, in my personal opinion. I mean, like, this the somehow conversation is interesting. Um, would we say he's better than Daniel Jones? He threw for more yards. He's, he's, he's on course to throw for more yards than Daniel Jones did last year. He's already thrown for more touchdowns than Daniel Jones did last year. Yet we rave about Daniel Jones season last season saying how hey, it was great and it's the best he's put on tape yeah Sam Howell's through for a lot more interceptions than Daniel Jones has rushed more but you don't really want to see your quarterback rushing 700 yards a season because it's not sustainable um so the, the Sam Howell one is kind of an, an interesting situation like I say if we can't get it done this week we might not get it done again the rest of the season right so Dan the big question now do you think we need to pass the ball or grind and pound in the run game to get a win this Sunday? Either way, this offense needs to score some down points. Um, as I've said previously, we, we rank last in the league in points per game. Uh, 11.8 as it currently, 11.8, 11.2 is at the moment. So in order to win this game, we need to score some points and stop the Washington Commanders from scoring points. That's generally how you win a game, right? Um, and, I mean, we've not done that particularly well this season. On, honestly, um, you, you you give the ball to your number one playmaker. You give the ball to Saquon Barkley and, and let him run the ball and try and pound it, pound the, pound the rock and, and create those opportunities for Tommy DeVito in, in, in play action. Um, and 
it just opens up the playbook. If you can establish a run, especially against this commander's team, if you can establish a run against them, it just opens up the playbook that little bit more. Um, and it gives them a little bit sort of more free reign to, to call some more exotic plays, put it that way. But in all honesty, I'm, I'm not particularly hopeful about the offense because we've been god awful all season. Um, personally, I think that our defense turns up again against uh, against Washington. I think I'm hoping, you know, we we hold them to a, a low amount of points because anything over, realistically, any, anything over two scores and they win the game because we're not scoring two touchdowns. Um, granted, we scored 17 last week. I think that was an, a bit of an anomaly because. You know, one of them being with what three seconds left on the clock, so it's you know I'm I'm looking for the defense to rebound from that poor outing from last week, and I think they will, and I think they'll they'll come back firing on all cylinders, and hopefully, um, we don't see any sort of hangover from this whole you know situation with Wink and the t- the players, and it is you know are they playing for him? Are they giving up? Are they you know what are they what they're doing? We don't know. Hopefully, we see. Sort of, uh, we get over that um, this week against Washington. Um, so yeah, defense for me is is key this week. If we can stop Washington, we can turn the ball over, and you know maybe even score, a, maybe even score on defense as well. That's hopefully going to uh, put us in good stead to win this game. What's he done, Kev? Cool. Alrighty. Um, Shane, all right then, on to you. How have we compared to Washington since our last meeting? Yeah, I mean, look, well. I've got, I've got to say, look, that that last meeting. Is it any anyone else feel like it was last season that we had that meet up? It, it literally for some of it was like what a month ago, roughly. Like it just feels like it was a, a different lifetime ago. We were high fiving, we were happy with the wind, we were hopeful. Daniel Jones was coming back, and there were three weeks later, and it's like, ah, oh, shit, here we go again. So, right then. So, obviously, a lot's happened since the last time we we had that game that I mentioned, um, which we watched with fellow fans at the London Meetup. Back then, we had Tyra Tyler um, under centre. He's now on IR due to that rib injury that he suffered against the Jets in week eight. Daniel Jones was out injured at the time. Since then, he's come back and got injured again um, with his ACL that he tore after just one quarter. So we've now got Tommy DeVito, not Danny, Tommy DeVito um, under centre for this week. Our leading receiver against Washington was Darren Waller. He also caught the Giants' first touchdown in the game. He's now also on IR with a hamstring injury that he also suffered against the Jets. And then obviously we had Graham Gano. He missed a field goal, but it wasn't too costly as we still got that dub. But he's now also on IR. So there's a bit of a common theme generating here. Um, in regards to the, the Washington, they've got players missing, but they've got players missing for much different reasons to what we have. We've had no choice on the players that we're missing out on. They're missing two key players from that game that they chose to move on. Obviously, they traded away Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Now, in that game, they combined for three sacks and seven pressures. Since they've gone, their replacements have been Casey Tuhill. Um, F.A. Obada and James Smith-Williams, they've got zero sacks in the two games since the deadline and have only 12 pressures combined. Now, whilst I lost those two key edge rushers, that, you know, everyone was 
always said Washington's front four was one of the best in the league, in all fairness. Two great edge rushers, and then obviously they've got two great D tackles in Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne up the middle. So it's not going to be an easy game because those two are still going to um, ball out, give the all as they do. And we, you know, we all saw the comments that Jonathan Allen made after the last game. Seem to take the defeat quite personally, and I'm expecting a very, very pissed off Jonathan Allen this coming Sunday. Do you think Devito is going to have more time to make throws this week, Dan? More time? I don't know. Um, I'm hoping so. Um, obviously, Washington sacked Tyrod, was it six times in the game three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever it was? Um, and, you know, we've had we've got some key pieces back on the O-line um, in John Michael Schmitz, Andrew Thomas. And so, you know, there's, there's some there's some big, solid pieces there that can help to protect uh, Tommy DeVito. Um, they've only, like you said, they, they're, the replacements of um, Sweat and um, Chase Young haven't really performed over the last few games. Uh, they've only got a total of seven sacks over the last three games. I say only. There's probably more than we've got. But, you know, it's, it's seven sacks over the last three games for the, the Commanders, albeit one of the games against the Patriots. And, you know, we know how awful they are this season as well. Uh, but they have given up a lot of points. Um you know, thir- giving up 38 against the Eagles, which you kind of expect. Giving up 17 against the Patriots, which I don't think anybody expected. Uh, and then giving up 29 points against the Seahawks. And, you know, the Seahawks have been a sort of bit up and down this season. So, And they, they were unlucky to lose that game. So, But they're still giving up a fair amount of points. So their defence hasn't been all that, really. So I'm hoping that DeVita can grow in confidence and, and can sort of is allowed more time to pass the ball. But in all honesty, I think you're right in saying that the, um, Jonathan Allen's going to be fired up because he's, he's absolutely going to be fired up. And I think this Washington defence will be as well because, you know, nobody likes being swept against a divisional rival. And so I think this this Washington defence will be up for it for sure. And I think their pass rush could cause us some issues. So to answer your question... Probably not going to give Dan, uh, Tommy DeVito more. To, yeah, and I nearly did it then as well, that, you know, calling him Danny DeVito. But I don't think they're going to give Tommy DeVito much time to pass the ball. But, you know, our, our offensive line needs to step up and, and make those plays and, and protect the quarterback. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> it, it's tough because they do have two of the better interior defensive linemen, um, arguably they were second behind us in the terms of the defensive linemen that we had. Um, But one thing that does bring me a little bit of confidence, and um, I think I shared the video in the group chat earlier, was how JMS performed against the Cowboys, considering how much we were dominated. Um, He had some really, really nice reps in that game. Um, And arguably you could say that their defensive front is worse um, in the terms of the, the ability that they've got to rush the the passer because they have the people on the edges because Washington don't have those edge players as much. Potentially we can use the guards more internally and, and, and help with the internal pressure that's potentially going to come from those two. So I'd like to say that he's going to have more opportunities. I don't think it will be a clean game by any stretch of the imagination. I, I feel that there's still going to be times where there's going to be pressure on him and 
Um, sometimes that's going to come down to him. You know, that was something that we were critical of Tyra Taylor for holding on to the ball too much. And maybe we just need to make sure that that DeVito De doesn't do the same. Yeah, I completely agree with what both guys have said. Um, I think um, JMS has played phenomenally well since he's come back. Like, you know, uh, not 100% consistent, but just really, really solid. I think having Pew on one side and Bredis on the other side, I think will be a big help as well. Um, maybe really good to see some outside runs, you know, as well as inside runs. You mean get Bellinger in the block in and um, sort of like vary the run game. Um, I'd like to see a little bit of time for him because, you know, if he starts to pick up a few short passes, you know, players like one, they'll be able to take it. If Hyatt comes back from concussion, you know, he'll be able to. I can just see that that connection is going to hit at some point. And I really hope it's this week. Um, I think I have a little bit more time. Um, but I do think that interior pressure will be there. But I think um, I'm hoping that there'll be enough time for him to be able to get some passes off, but also enough enough blocking that he'll be able to use the play action a bit more. Because too many times this year we've seen play action just get blown up because the interior pressure has just absolutely collapsed the pocket. Um, so, yeah, so to answer your question, Dan, I, I, I think that he'll get a little bit more time. Um, but I do think he will need to to be quicker with his decisions, um, and and instead of trying to exit the pocket all the time, just get off the quick passes earlier. Yeah, exactly. Don't be scared to dump it off if you need to. You know, don't, don't be scared to to check down to your third, your fourth read, even to Barkley, sort of running a little slant across the middle, or you know, just start getting that two, three, four, five yard game. Because at the end of the day, that's you're moving the chains. Um, what we don't want to be seeing is him holding onto the ball too long and, and us moving backwards and taking a sack or, you know, just positive football is what we want to see this weekend. If we can move those chains and, and just get some yardage on offence, I'll be happy. Um, you know, if we can break triple digits on offence in terms of yardage, I'll be happy, <laughs> you know, because it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle recently. So I think, you know, for what you rightly said about John Michael Schmidt, I think full credit to him, and I think he's he's turning out to be um, probably one of you know he's he's up there in terms of rookie of the year in te- for, for on our, on our team that's for sure, and he, considering he's missed time as well with injury, you know full credit to the guy because he's an absolute stud on that offensive line, and it's it's nice to have that solid piece in the middle, snapping the ball to a quarterback. It's just a shame we can't keep a quarterback healthy. Indeed. So um I'm gonna I've got I've got a bit of a curveball now for you guys. Ooh. Um Ooh. so Giants Wire, the site Giants Wire, which um I love reading I've every every pretty much every day I'm on there. Um, they day, released articles yeah. pretty much yeah uh, they released an article on Tuesday that I just thought was quite interesting and quite thought-provoking. I just wanted to get some opinions on it. Now, it was based on five impact players from 2022 whose production has been missed this year. Um, now, I will caveat that by saying that the impact of these aren't completely down to the productivity of the player individually, but also scheme and other factors. So I just wanted to go through the players, just give a few stats, and then get your guys' opinion on who you think is the biggest miss out of the five. So... Um, Isaiah Hodgins is first, um, 2022, 33 receptions, 351 yards, four touchdowns in five games. Um, So far this year, 12 receptions, 120 yards and a single touchdown in 10 games, eight of them starts. Um, Brightest light at 
at wide receiver for the second half of last season, but the decline in quarterback play hasn't helped. Um, but he's also been barely targeted so far this season. Doesn't seem to see the field as much. Um, number two, Daniel Bellinger, 33 receptions for 290 yards and three touchdowns in 14 games last year. Obviously, he missed a few due to the eye injury. Um, nine receptions for 99 yards, no touchdowns in 10 games, eight starts for Bellinger this year. Um, he was always going to have a more limited role with the acquisition of Waller, but he's another who's barely been used or targeted. Um, Darius Slayton, 51 receptions, 816 yards, two touchdowns in 18 games last year. Uh, 26 receptions for 337 this year, no touchdowns in 10 games, seven starts, which I thought was quite weird. I just assumed that Slayton had started every game um, for us this season. So to see that he's he hasn't started three of them was a shock. Um, Slayton's another victim of the Giants' reluctancy to pass the ball more than five yards, considering I think he averages something like 15 yards per reception. Um, and his frustrations are clear after Sunday sh sideline showing. Uh, Graham Gano, 94.9% uh, on extra points, made 37 of 39 last year, 90.9% um, on field goal attempts. He made 30 of 33. Um, he's 100% 8 of 8 for extra points this year, but um, 11 of 17, 54.7%. Um, normally Mr. Automatic, as we've coined him on the podcast and elsewhere. Uh, the injury struggles have hit the Giants hard with 18 points missed left on the field before his trip to IR and then uh, the, the sort of curveball of the five Julian Love uh, 1,133 snaps last year four pressures 91 tackles two interceptions four uh, four pass breakups in 19 games he was rested in week 18 against the Eagles um, in all honesty stats wise it's pointless me looking at the Giants safeties this year because they actually haven't been bad they're probably on pace to do something very similar to what Love put up um, but as the Giants wire said, what we're missing is his leadership. And I think uh, you all know what I mean by uh, missing leadership in the safety room. So there we go. Five players who's dropping usage, issues with injury or not being on the team have made a big impact. But out of the five, who is the biggest miss, Kev? And are you going to go the way I think you're going to go? Well, I'm just going to give an honourable mention to my boy Julian Love, right? <laughs> I'm not going there. Although I do 100% agree with everything you said, but I'm, um, I just want to give him an honourable mention. But I'm actually going to go with someone who I think was, um, I think you put it, was a bit of a shining light last year. He was the brightest light. He was like, I'm going to go for uh, Isaiah Hodgins. I just think like he didn't play much because we picked him up off the waiver wire, um, off the practice squad from, um, from the Bills. And he didn't play that much at the beginning of the season, but really, really grew into his role of a solid, steady wide receiver who you could rely on. And and it seemed like from from halfway through the season to the end, he was just a guy that got you first downs. If you're struggling to get a first down, he might not be the quickest, he might not be the strongest, but um, he was able to, 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 his right running was so good and he was able to get open and be able to, to, to get first or crucial first downs when we needed it. And also he was a plus in the run game. Like his blocking was so, so solid in the run game. So um, although I agree with every single one of them on there, um, I think for me personally, we really miss. And, and like you said, it comes down to he hasn't been targeted as much, obviously. Um, but just, yeah, just missing sort of those crucial first down catches, smooth the chains type catches that we just can't seem to be get going now. And what about you, Shane? Out of the five, is there one that jumps out? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you can make a, a case for all all five kind of of jumping out in all honesty. Um, but for me, I'll probably have to go Graham Gano. Um, there's a problem when Mr. Reliable becomes Mr. Unreliable, and I mean that in a nice way. Um, you know, at, at times last year we were like, no problems. Graham, Graham's coming on the field. That that's saying we know we've got three points. But you know, some of the the field goals he's missed this year have been quite important. I mean, he missed two in the Jets game, which turned out to be a loss. He missed one in the Washington game, which luckily didn't come back to to bite us. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, you know, let's go back to week one. The whole thing disaster started through no fault of his own, you could say, but the missed field goal in Dallas in the opening drive. It all started from there and he's just snowballed on. Um <clears throat> excuse me. I understand that he's got an injury, but like Graham said himself, he said he was fit. He expects to make the field goals that he has missed this season. So I think for me, as I say, when someone who's always reliable becomes unreliable, you've got no chance because your unreliable players are going to stay unreliable. And then it's you, Dan. I mean, I kind of feel like I can't really go for Isaiah Hodgins or Graham Gano now. But because they they were my two, to be fair. Again, you you can make a case for all three. Um, all three, all five, sorry. Um, I think Hodgins, he's that big-bodied receiver that we haven't seemed to have used this season. And for for whatever reason, we've underutilised Isaiah Hodgins. Whether, and, you know, obviously we're not, gonna, we're not necessarily... He's not necessarily part of the, the full scheme on offence, which fine, but why would you not utilise that target if you've got him? You know, why would you not utilise that... That safe pair of hands, if that's what you're looking for, rather than um, some of the the passes we've seen to some of the other receivers that have been, let's face it, not great. Um, you know, Isaiah Hodgins is a safe pair of hands, and when he came in last season, he was a revelation. So, yeah, it's a bit. It is disappointing to see him not getting that production like he did last year. But uh, overall, for me, is I'm the same with Shane. It's Gano. Um, he's on the when he's on the field, points are usually going on the board. You know, and the fact that he's missed six out of 17 field goals this season is, you know, no doubt in his mind is absolutely inexcusable. Um, you know, we've struggled to score this season. We struggled to put points on the board this season. And the fact that he's missed those six, like I said, that's 18 points that we've missed out on this season. Um, and that the two go, the two against the Jets could have won us the game. The one against the... Um, Against the commanders, yes, we didn't. We won the game anyway, but it could, it, the game would have been out of sight, and you know, commanders would have been, you know, the game would have been out of reach for them, um, rather than going down to the last second and and getting that sort of turnover on downs that we did. It's it's frustrating to see him, obviously being in getting having that injury and, and going on to IR. Um, so because he he is Mr. Consistency, but my my fear now in future is that he's gonna have a take it's gonna take a knock on his confidence and it's gonna take a knock on his ability just to knock it through from wherever it is, whether it's twenty five or where it's fifty five. You know, he, he just looks so he always looks so just routine and just on it. Whereas this season there's again there's again with this whole team this season, something's just not looked right with him. So yeah, for me it's Gano because to leave eighteen points on the field where we you know could have it could have won us an extra game maybe two games, 
it's a huge impact on the season. Yeah, I think um, I think that the, the the inclusion of all of them are warranted. There is there is only one that I kind of question um, in the in the terms of validity of him being there, and that's mm-hmm. Bellinger. I think um, Bellinger's, um, or you know, the expectation of Bellinger was definitely going to be lower with the acquisition of of Waller, so he was never going to have the impact. I mean, let's. All you have to do is look at the other tight ends that were in the room last last season. Um, Cage was there. Cage was on the practice squad, so that says everything you need to know there. Um, Mayarik has just been released from the um, the practice squad with a, an injury designation. Um, who else did we, did we? Who else did we have? We had um, somebody in the in the preseason as well um, who was touted Didn't- as the next. Go on, Kev. No, I was just going to say, didn't the um, ex-QB from the Bills, who's a tight end night, didn't he shoot up? He was on the practice squad. Tyree Jackson? Yes. Yeah. We also had Mr. Double Barreled Name that I just cannot think of his name in pre Ricky Seals-Jones. Ricky Seals-Jones, that was it. You know, considering Bellinger, Bellinger didn't really have anyone to really go up against last year. So he kind of was able to ride that wave himself. And, you know, I'm not saying that he rode the wave. He was very impressive, safe hands, um, was a really good target for Daniel Jones. And Jones used him quite a lot. But there has been a drop off um, this year. And I, I just can't put it all on him to include him in the five. I just think that one was slightly harsh for me. And let's not forget he scored that badass touchdown against the Packers in London. The, the same one, the same one that we've tried to run twice a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and did not failed. Yeah, and I mean we all we all expected Bellinger's production to 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 drop off after getting Darren Waller, um, but the other four, you know, it's it's been tough, and and I think it's right with um, Julian Love's leadership. I think it's it's a great point. We've not seen that leadership in the defensive backfield this season. Um, you look at our defensive captains in that unit, in uh, Adoree Jackson and Xavier McKinney, they've not exactly led by example this season. So it's it's a shame to not have that leadership of, of Julian Love in the backfield, that's for sure. Alrighty then. What have the Giants got to do to win? First and foremost, score some points. Yeah, let's get some points on the board. Um, as, as I mentioned yesterday on the, on the podcast, we got a stretch of four games um, with a bye week in the middle where we could sort of pick up a win or two you know, over the coming weeks. So it's, it's, it'll be a great start to this sort of next month of the season to get a win here against the Commanders. Uh, defence, they need to watch out for Sam Howell. Unlike our situation, he's been able to stay healthy uh, despite the amount of sacks he's taken this season. Uh, I don't know how he's still healthy considering the amount of sacks he's taken this season. He must be made of steel um, or be a robot or something like that because after, was it 47 sacks he's taken? After being sacked 47 times by players that are 250, 300 pounds in weight, that coming on top of you 47 times throughout a 10-week 10 10 week span, it's going to cause some pain. 
So the fact that he's still healthy and still out there and still slinging the ball around is full credit to him. Um, he's played better since we last saw him uh, you know, in week seven, currently leading the NFL in passing yards, but he's not had a bye week. So unlike some of the other quarterbacks near him, they, you know, they've had a bye week. So that, that stat is slightly skewed. Um, in our game in week seven, the Giants sacked Howell eight times uh, and recorded 16 hurries. However, there have been a couple of line changes. The main one is that Nick Gates uh, was benched after the game of week seven and replacement Tyler Larson's given up 12 pressures in three games. Offensively, the Giants need to get something going and get creative. And I said, score some damn points. Um, you know, throw it past the line of scrimmage for one. That's a great, it's a great first first thing to do. Get, you know, get it past the line, positive yardage. We're onto something. You know, try a flea flicker, try a Philly special, try just try something. Try, you know, a few wildcat snaps. Try just try something. Um, you know, throw it deep because what have you got to lose, right? Anything that will let sort of DeVito get into a bit more of a rhythm and allow us to open the field without without having to rely on Saquon. But in all honesty, if we've got to rely on Saquon to win this game, we rely on Saquon to win this game because no matter how we win this game, I want to see us win this game. Um, if we if we don't win the game, in all honesty, two and nine going into week twelve um, against the Patriots, who are probably going to have the same record as well. It's going to be a contest for potentially for the number one overall pick, um, and you know, it's, in that if that is the situation, it's, do we want to come out on the positive side of that or the negative side of that? Do we want to win that game? Do we want to lose that game? Yeah. You know, I mean. Jimmy okay. makes a really good point. So yeah, Jimmy makes a really good point there. He says it's about fun, play fundamental football. Um, the one before, like fundamentally signed. I mean, we've been crying out for that all season. We said that in the preseason, go out and play fundamental football. And like the reason why I'm bringing it up is because it's a great comment because we have not. That's one thing we literally have not done is play anything near fundamentally signed football. And it's just so infuriating when you think these players have the privilege to play in the National Football League and to play for the New York Football Giants. And for whatever reason, the, the, the assignments, the signed football, they're just not executing. And I just wanted to just mention that quickly because it's just such a such a good and poignant point. Yeah, mate, massively. Um, you know, go back to basics in terms of in terms of football. Like I said, run the damn ball, run the ball, establish that run. Um, because, like I said, that will allow the playbook to open up. Um, I know people, you know, people get frustrated of seeing run, you know, running play on first down for for two yards, running play on second down for two yards. But you know, a third and six is a lot more manageable than a third and ten when you when you pass the ball twice and there's been two incompletions. You know, it's, it's a lot more achievable. Even if you're running, you know, just it's fundamental basic football. And I think with the quarterback we've got, we need to get back to that. Any other thoughts on that? Yeah. No, but I've got the injury report. If we've got another half an hour, go on. <laughs> Is it going to take that long? Settling, boys. Settling. So, so we went from the shortest injury report of the season last week to what is this? The longest injury report of the season this week? Uh, oh, it's, it's a doozy. Um, right. So, it did Get not it. participate in in practice. Um, Adoree Jackson, Adoree Jackson, with a concussion, and Dan Duggan did say earlier that it is not looking good. For Adoree, um, Dave's mentioned that he is um, 
further behind than the others in their concussion uh, recovery. Uh, Evan Neal also didn't participate with his ankle injury. He he needs to go on IR, in my opinion. Um, you just you've just got to shut that down. Uh, right, limited participation in practice because I leave the full participation for the end so we can have good news. Um, limited, Deontay Banks with an ankle injury, Saquon Barkley with an ankle injury, Cordell Flock with a shoulder injury, Azizo Jalari with an ankle injury, Bobby Okereke with a hip injury, Wondell Robinson knee, Andrew Thomas knee, um, and then Jalen Hyatt and Kayvon Thibodeau um, were both a limited uh, participation in practice with a concussion, but they're non-contact, so they've cleared the first part of concussion protocol, um, but they're still non-contact. But that is promising. Uh, the Giants haven't had a single player come from um, concussion on a Sunday and play the following Sunday. In fact, I don't think many players have done that full stop in the NFL this this year. So to have both of those at non-contact already is, is a promising sign. And then full participation in practice. We always like that because we know these players are going to play. Tommy DeVito, left shoulder. Dion Jackson has completely cleared the concussion protocol. Uh, Dexter Lawrence uh, was just having a rest day, so he's now full, full uh, participation. Uh, Xavier McKinney with a rib and Jason Pinnock with a thumb and an ankle. I don't know if that's a thumb in his ankle or a thumb and an ankle, but um, he is a full participation. I, I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like, It's just a smorgasbord of, of different just injuries and just different positions and different Every places. year. Every year we have this. I swear, like we get we get more injuries on our team than any other team in the league does every year. Oh, no, no, no. It, it is statistically statistically proven that we have had the most amount of injuries in the last ten years, or something stupid like that. So it begs the question, like, why? Don't it? Just uh, just want to bring that up, not to be cynical or rude, but because I can cash a nonsense into a dory. I mean, I mean, the fact that he's I think... the fact that he's still in concussion protocol and he's he's not going he's going to be out this week as well. It almost like I think it makes you think like he just can't be asked to recover from it. He's like this is this is week two. Just milk, as well. milk this milk this concussion a little bit more. You yeah, know, he's well, he's, well, he's done. <laughs> well, bear in mind that the concussion protocol is completely done by doctors, isn't it? So if you're in week two of concussion protocol and you haven't been able to clear through week one, how bad is that concussion? Are we doing a disservice putting him out on the field, even if he does clear it? Yeah. I mean, all these injuries, be, like, is really it the, bad one. Yeah, all these injuries, is it the, the turf or the weather or something like that? Maybe we should relocate Les, somewhere a bit more sunny and a bit more uh, nicer in the, in, in the winter ones, eh? But it's not England, then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's become the Birmingham Giants. Oh, God. <laughs> Talk about a great well, Alabama. City. <laughs> about Birmingham, Alabama. Actually, no, Black Country Giants. Oh, that's got a yeah. fucking ring to it, that has. <laughs> BC Giants. Giants. Exactly. Black Country Giants. Did you I mean, just roll where, yeah. yeah, where 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 could we relocate now? I'm joking. It's Imagine the Hawaiian is. Giants. Oh mate. That that would make next week's trip a bit further. Yeah, and they're probably a bit more expensive as well. <laughs> but I don't know what it is with injuries. Just I don't know. We just, it's just seem to have rotten luck with it. So it is what it is, and then we sort of got to just carry on and do the best we can. But all right. So Shane, who's your potential game changer on either side of the ball? 
So just to confirm, I I just need to pick a game changer. That's all you're asking for. Yeah, okay. Just pick e- okay. either side, either well, offense or defense. Don't go for both sides. So on defense, I'm going to get Deontay Banks. Deontay, give up all the yards you need to, mate. Don't worry about <laughs> it. And then offense, I'm going to get Vito. Tommy, throw them interceptions. Son. Throw some <laughs> Let's tank. Oh, I love it. <laughs> wow. You didn't say that to be wow. positive game changers. You just asked for a game no. changer. They are going to change the game. That's right. If, if they do that, they will change the game. We'll end up losing. All right, Kev, who's your game changer? Game changer is, I think, right, Hawkins might see an interception this week. That's what I'm going to uh, give on defense. Um, and an offense, I think um, Daniel Bellinger will be that steady, reliable receiver he turned into last year. Greg? Uh, defense I'm going for Dex I feel like Dex has not got his flowers as people keep saying at the moment for the um, the work that he does and I just feel like after getting three sacks against Hal last time he'll he'll get another sort of couple tri- you know trio of sacks and just be a monster um, you know the Cowboys offensive line is probably one of the better ones in the league let's be honest and as we said last night, he he got triple teamed and absolutely battered them and almost got, got Dak with three people in his face. So I just feel like um, the commanders won't be able to to do much against him. Offensively, um, I feel like it, I, I'm going to go for, for the, the obvious one, kind of, uh, and go for Saquon, um, just because of the fact that I do feel like he only had 14 carries, I think it was, last weekend. But 5.2 yards a carry is is really impressive. And that's not an anomaly either. Like, he's he's had chunk play yards per carry a few times this, this season. So, I just feel like he's going to be sort of like that difference maker. Um, interestingly, while we've been on air, um, Saquon's done a, an interview in the locker room after practice. And he said something that's just... Um, I don't, I don't know. It, it seems like a bit of a weird quote, and I don't know if it's just like an appeasing quote. But he said, um, "We're two and eight, but it doesn't feel like we're two and eight." To be completely honest, the way we're practicing, we're fast, and there's still joy. It's not like you walk in the miserable. I'm two and eight. My life is miserable. I'm not really sure how to take that. I, I, I don't know. It feels like interesting. It feels like zero and ten to the fans. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, yeah, interesting quote there. Um, you know, maybe it's just trying to be a bit a bit positive yeah. and sort of just lift the mood a bit rather than, you know, being all, you know, we've obviously seen the, the anger and frustration come out in players over the last week. So he's just trying to, yeah, he's, you know, he's an offensive captain. So he's the leader of this team at the moment. So he, he needs to step up and, and, you know, sort of push this team along a little bit. Um, Jamie's gone for Micah. I'm going for his opposite man and Bobby O on defence. Those two together in the middle, what more can you say? If you haven't seen the mic'd up of those two, fully recommend you go and watch it because it's quality. Old Steve is going, old Steve's going, none hopefully, all aboard the Giants tank. I mean, he's in a convoy machine, isn't he? They're out there with a tank (laughs) site, like, you know, swinging. I'll bring in the reinforcements. The reinforcements. We get the paratroopers in next falling down on it. <laughs> no, not for the tank. Not not just yet. I want to see some. I want to yeah. see some pride. 
Um, on offense, it's got to be Barkley. Has to yeah. be. Um, all right, prediction time. It's me up again, up first as usual. Um, our offense showed some positive signs against Dallas, believe it or not, albeit right at the end of the game um, when it was lost and out of reach. We scored 17 points um, against this Dallas defense that isn't, you know, is, isn't too bad, really. So, DeVito made a few nice plays. Um, I'm hoping his confidence has grown since last week. We seem to have, I think the main thing is we seem to have the blueprint to beat in this commander's team. And I think somehow, some way, we continue that run. Um, our D turns up, shuts down Sam Howell, Giants win 13 10. Yeah. Kev? Get in. Uh, so I'm going for, uh, I say, a Calder Hawkins with an interception earlier on. I think Sam Howell will throw. A pick in his own red zone, in his own like in his twenty yard line. I think Hawkins will pick it off, but I, I think he might return it for a touchdown, or he will return it with short yardage left. Um, and because of that, that will kind of boost the team. And um, I think the Giants will come out eventual winners twenty three seventeen. Twenty three? You sure? Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not sure, not sure, but not fuck it, why not? Yeah, why not? Um, Shane, the I mean, let's do it. I mean, Shane, I think I can think I can know. I think I can understand where and, and f- figure out where you're going to go is that, with this. Is that burgundy vest you have on underneath there, Shane? <laughs> so you got a big W on the front, hasn't it? I mean, every week we say it can't get any worse. But we had the disaster of the, of the Jets game where we missed the field goal, get up a big yardage, allow them to get into overtime and then kick a game-winning field goal after a disaster of a three and out. Then we had what happened at the Raiders. Can't get any worse. Then DJ goes and gets injured. That torn ACL, done for the season, potentially his career as a Giants done. Can't get any worse. They had to give up 600 yards against the Dallas Cowboys and nearly 50 points. Can't get any worse, can he? The only thing that can get more worse... And I mean, this not disrespectfully is losing to Washington. That's the last thing that I can think of. A thing, some of that can't get any worse. Um, so I'm going for a Washington win, uh, 17 to 10. My logic is we've got a worse quarterback now. We've lost Darren Waller. We, we're going to have Trey Hawkins out there as CB2, who has badly struggled. Deontay Banks seems to have hit a wall. Terry McLaurin went for 90 yards in the first game. I just don't see, I just genuinely don't see the logic. Kev, Kev's had enough already. Yeah. Kev, 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 Kev. Kev <laughs> didn't want to hear me talking about he's twisted with me. Um, I just don't, I just don't see how, look, I mean, this in the, not, not offensively, but I don't know what you guys are seeing to predict wins. I, re, I, I don't know if it's false hope or that there, there's genuinely something there that you think that gives you belief and hope because guess what i've got no belief and i've got no hope Hi, kev. hello kev i just had enough i just couldn't listen to it i just had to, had to take myself out of the room for a minute <laughs> um, de-stress but yeah, i'm getting 17 17 10. i mean again i think that touchdown is gonna be a garbage down touchdown again like the dallas one it was something that was completely irrelevant pointless just made the score look a little bit better than what it actually was and i just don't know what you guys are seeing to predict wins <laughs> it's washington 
It's Washington. Exactly. That's, it's the Washington that's, game. <laughs> that's the that's the only reason I'm predicting a win this week is because it's Washington. Um, Craig, are you leaving Shane as a lone wolf? I am. Twenty to seventeen. Uh, so Shane Shane gets the first first official wolf howl of his. Uh, uh, Shane's gone now. Bye, Shane. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, the wolf howl apparently wants to just continue itself going forever. Um, so, yeah, um, twenty to seventeen to the Giants for me. Uh, I get what Shane's saying. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't take these predictions amazingly seriously, <laughs> and, I, and I just do what I would love to see in my own little head because. Um, I will definitely have a long, hard think about this when I come to um, putting any bets on this weekend. Or when we oh, have serious can I get serious predictions from all three of you then? <laughs> um, Forty-two zero Giants. Can, can, can I join? Ser- a serious prediction? Normally, normally we have predictions from the fans afterwards, but I want uh, I want Shane's idea on um, a tie. Whether you could take overtime. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Absolutely! <laughs> wow, that's that's um, that's worse. That's worse than a blowout loss. I think oh is a tie. God, yeah, I do actually think my prediction is slightly serious in the way that I do think it will be as close as three points. I, but um, it could go either way. I just want to. I just. I just want to choose the Giants because I want to smile next week. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go to New York with some hope. But think of the smiling you can do in April when we've got that number one <laughs> overall draft pick. We ain't got to stay up till four. We smile now. We ain't got to stay up till four in the morning for the draft. Off one, off to bed you go. Happy days. Shane's <laughs> I mean, not a, a spectacle man, a is he? <laughs> <laughs> got a point. In, in all honesty, I think my my prediction is a genuine prediction. I do think it will be that tight and it will be that low scoring. Um, both, it could go either way. Yeah, it could be 13-10 Washington. It could be 13-10 Giants. And I'm going on the side of us because we seem to know how to beat Washington. <laughs> a game going to OT would be a hell of a vindictive thing to do. It would, Steve. You're not wrong. Um, it, it, This game can go either way. I, I, I believe, really, truly do believe that. Um, but I think it's Washington, so we, we just know how to beat them. I think we do beat them this weekend. As mad as that sounds, and as hopeful as that sounds, um, I do believe we win. So, in the terms of um, the comments, we have Neil. He's gone for seventeen fourteen Giants. Def- defensive wins us the game, and then Shane yeah. has more supporters in the comments than we do because Kieran's gone twenty seven to ten, which is horrible. Not even the spread can save us. Is that Kieran the Commander Benson? <laughs> Steve's gone seventeen ten commanders, and Jamie has put twenty four twenty one commanders. Unfortunately, so Shane, the tankathon is working. The cavalry has arrived. <laughs> Not quite no, yet. It hasn't. Love the, it. The, 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 the general isn't here yet. Put it like this: the, the right. tanks knocking on the door on Sunday. The doors are getting blown off. Do you know what, right? I want all these people in the comments who's back in Shane now that if we actually can organize a draft party for the first round of the draft, I want them there. 
because they have to celebrate this because they've been set they, they've been cheering for it i'm not cheering for a draw pick just yet it's way too early in the season I think I might be swayed after we come back from New York, but I'm keeping I'm keeping the promise until then. We'll be four and eight when we come back from New York, mate. What are you talking about? Oh, Shane would be crying on the next podcast if we're four and eight. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely will be four and eight. Have hope and have some sort of skewed reality on on life because you know I don't know. Anything could happen this weekend. It's the NFL. It's the Giants. We know that. I mean, it could, it could turn out to be a fucking 3-3 game for all we know. Ugh. I mean, that would be awful as well. But hey-ho. Anyway. All right. Um, did we put predictions up from the viewers, Craig? Got, yeah, we did, didn't we? We just did that, didn't we? Yep. It's been a long day. Sorry, guys. Um, cool. So, yeah. Thanks for the predictions. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for the just all the interaction we get from uh, from our viewers and, and listeners. We, we love it. Um, even though they're all jumping on the shame bandwagon and getting on that tank, um, <laughs> we do enjoy the interaction. It does give us a bit of a laugh sometimes. So, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, that is all we've got time for this evening and for this week as well. We will be back though before we go to America. So, we'll be back on Tuesday night, um, at 8 30 usual time. We'll be previewing the Patriots game as well as reviewing. The commanders game so we're going to be doing a two-in-one jobby you buy one you get one free so um you know <laughs> do you like that question you buy one you get one free um we're going to be doing a review of the commanders game and previewing the patriots game and um, before we fly out on across the pond on the wednesday afternoon i think it is um 8 30 usual time make sure you join us does anybody have anything else to add before we go apart from shane <laughs> Because I don't oh, want to hear any more about the tank. Go on, Shane. It's not tank-related, I promise you. Uh, I'm just having fun in this episode. So in case anyone was wondering, non-joints talk, breaking news earlier on, um, Travis Kelsey's parents and Taylor Swift's parents are meeting each other this weekend. Oh. In case anyone was worried or so concerned. Sweet. Non-joints, generic NFL chat there for you. Oh, that's really cool. I'm so looking... Fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, honestly, like that's 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 got to be the biggest story to have come out of this season, like hands down. Like it's mad, isn't it? Hey ho, Kev, Shay, Kev, Craig, anything else? Said? Yeah, just that you know, Taylor Swift related. No, Taylor Swift related. Just just so watch the game Sunday and let's see some competitive football. We keep saying it. Just show us something competitive. Show us, show us something we can uh, build on for next season. And if we become, um, if we pick up a few losses along the way, so be it. Let's just give us something to cheer about. You're on, You're on mute, mute brother. Break. Yeah, it's always got to happen at least once to one of us, hasn't it? Um, yeah, man. Just, just to sort of go on to. Um, can Dan explain his T-shirt? Has just come up in the the comments from Steve. Is is it Eve? It's it's Stone Cold. It's not. It's not just a generic. It's Steve. Stone Cold. <laughs> Steve. Just, not, I like Steve. I mean, as, as, yes, it's as, Steve much as, as much as as much as much as we like you, Steve. It's not just. It's not for you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Stone Cold. Um, Steve's part of a big blue family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so as as Dan was saying, we'll be back um, on Tuesday for the um, sort of double episode. Just a kind of like 
something for the, the the fans who tend to kind of watch us quite regularly and everything. After that episode, chances are that we won't end up being able to do much for a couple of weeks just because of the trip and everything. So just to kind of give you guys a heads up on that. But um, make sure you do follow us on the other socials, X, um, Twitter, which is the same thing, um, TikTok, Facebook, because uh, we will be posting sort of little things here and there. And um, probably on YouTube as well. We're trying to throw a few shorts up there of just some few things that we're trying to do. Um, but just obviously bear in mind that we won't have any previews um, or reviews. It's going into our bye week anyway, so so there's not going to be much to talk about. But we, we will be back just after we get back with um, some interesting stuff that we've got planned for the bye, bye week episode. So... Um, you know, just stick with us and, and make sure you look at the socials. Yeah, man. I mean, it's obviously going to be a logistical nightmare to try and do a full-on live recording uh, across the, across the pond in the states. But you know, we will do some little um, recording bits here and there. We'll do some shorts. We'll do some um, sort of vlog-style videos. So keep your eye on the socials for all of them. Like Craig said, um, shout out to the core listeners, the Steves. Yeah, um, but yeah looking forward to next week but how i can't believe how quickly it's come around um you know we booked this up what six months ago to once when the schedule was released in may and we're now at the end of november thanksgiving week coming up and this time next week we're going to be there so we cannot wait as much as i'm sure some of our viewers and listeners are rather jealous we've had we've had some of them been out there the seasons you know to watch a game so you know, let us know what you, you know, what your experience was. Um, get in touch with us. Get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, Insta, TikTok, YouTube. Drop some comments in. Let us know what your experiences were like when you went out earlier in the season. Um, and yeah, if there's any sort of recommendations for us, because uh, yeah, we'd love to love to try some things out. Just incidentally, before we do go, um, the uh, if you are a better man or a better person, believe it or not, the the Giants Commanders game isn't the uh doesn't have the largest spread across the league this this week uh that currently belongs to the miami dolphins um who are up against uh the las vegas raiders that is currently a 13 and a half point spread the giants are currently nine point and uh, the giants commanders is currently nine points so yeah if you're a better man put your money on the giants let's do it um if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the pod um uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell to get the latest updates and notifications. Shane, <laughs> Shane's not betting on the Giants this week, that's for sure. Um, hit the bell to get the latest notifications and updates. Give us a cheeky little rating on your podcast platform of choice as well. We do love a five star rating. Um, check out our Etsy shop, etsy.com forward slash big BK IRL. Get some podcast merch, show us some love because we do appreciate all the love we get. It's been a blast this evening. My thanks as ever go to Shane, to Kev, to Craig for joining me, to the viewers, the listeners for tuning in. We are signing off until next time. Let's go Giants! <laughs>